You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi everyone, we hope you are finding some use for the employment rights information in our podcast episodes. It's all about expecting to be treated fairly at work and we don't think that that is too much to ask. This week we are into the second part of our mini-series looking at the impact of bullying and toxic behaviour at work on both your working life and your personal life. Now, why are we focusing on this? Well, we continue to see worrying statistics that show a continued rise and sharp increase in the number of people suffering bullying and long-term bullying at work. And in our view, There is a crisis looming, fueled by people who are suffering some really serious effects from bullying and toxicity suffered at work. And here at Employment Rights Online, we feel it's right that we highlight this, talk about it and start a conversation with you that helps towards identifying how you may be affected by bullying and toxic behaviour and then how you can address those effects. So this week, we're looking at the post-traumatic stress disorder effects of bullying, looking specifically at avoidance symptoms that you may be suffering and not even know that this is a thing that happens when you are the victim of bullying and long-term bullying at work. So what are avoidance symptoms? Well, avoidance symptoms manifest themselves very much in what you do and sometimes in the extreme steps you might take to avoid anything that might remind you of the bullying you have suffered to the extent that you may even change your routines to your own detriment just to avoid seeing someone or being in the same room as your tormentor or having to work with someone who has bullied you to the point of leaving you nervous and unsettled. But what you may not know is that trying to avoid being reminded of traumatic bullying events or experiences or changing what you do at work to avoid the potential for bullying events to take place Well, that behaviour is more commonly called avoidance symptoms. And avoidance symptoms are another key symptom of post-traumatic stress disorder, which, remember from last week, is more commonly called PTSD and can be so deep that as a bullying victim, you could be mistaken for someone who has been on active duty in a war zone or someone who has been through something really physically traumatic, like a physical attack or a serious accident. So when you are experiencing avoidance symptoms as a consequence of the bullying you have suffered or bullying which you are still suffering, you don't 
experience your actions as symptoms of bullying. And in fact, with avoidance symptoms, you might not even know there is an underlying reason for why you do the things you do. To give some context, let's look at some of the avoidance symptoms that might be taking place. When you're experiencing avoidance symptoms, one of the first things you might experience is staying away from places, events or even objects that remind you of the bullying experiences you've suffered. So you might, for example, find yourself making up excuses to not have to attend work meetings or work social events or avoiding certain places, people and situations at work where bullying has taken place or where it's likely to take place. Like, for example, avoiding the kitchen if you see a certain person is in there or freezing in the toilet if she walks in and then feeling trapped either in the kitchen or the toilet if that person is there and feeling like you can't get out or you can't get away, even though you might actually be moving and heading out of the door. And then the next time you want to go to the toilet or to the kitchen, even though not doing these things leaves you feeling uncomfortable or unable to concentrate because either you need to relieve yourself or your lunch is in the fridge, you will refuse to leave your seat or you will walk in the opposite direction. All of that rather than face your bully or the possibility that the bully might be in that space or that you might be bullied again if you go to those spaces. This is what an avoidance symptom looks like, and this is how you will experience it. Then there are avoidance symptoms that are expressed in you keeping yourself busy all the time so that you limit the space for the bully to be able to talk to you or get at you without even realizing that whilst you might block out the bully, you also block out everyone else because your avoidance is not able to distinguish or filter out good people from bullies because you're now avoiding everyone. You're avoiding the bully, yes, but you're also avoiding others who in your mind might be able to see through you and see your discomfort. And you're doing that irrespective of whether the people you are avoiding are good people or bad people in your experiences. Instead, your main focus is to not feel anything for anyone and instead to just keep your head down, do your work and get out at the end of the day. Then there are avoidance symptoms that more seriously help you to completely avoid feeling and thinking about the bullying experiences by aiming to annihilate those feelings and those memories. And for that, you may find yourself using alcohol or drugs to feel completely emotionally numb or to cut off from your feelings. What you're after here is to feel emotionally numb and detached from your body or your head or your mind by numbing thoughts, feelings and emotions using alcohol or drugs or even prescription drugs. Now, there's no easy way to say it, but it's easy to see 
that when depressants are used to block out things, depressants actually do their job and block. But the problem is that when the root cause of you needing to avoid certain thoughts, feelings, emotions or situations, when that root cause is not addressed, then there is a risk that your need for a depressant could increase in a creeping up on you kind of way as the situation at work continues to deteriorate and continues to impact on your experiences of your workplace bully and also on you taking the effects home with you. In other words, the more you experience bullying and toxic behavior, the more your avoidance symptoms increase and the more you then may feel that you need to use depressants to subdue or put down your thoughts, feelings or emotions or to get you through particular experiences that you can avoid at work. And as you are working your way through your day, you then take the impact of what has happened at work, well, you take that home with you. In the main, avoidance symptoms are about trying to find clear water that allows you to forget about the bullying experiences and the trauma you have suffered or to get past the effects of bullying that you may have actually suffered during the day at work. And whilst you might feel successful at doing that because you're able to change your routines or change your habits or your practices to get you through, you may not realize that it's the deep effects of the bullying that is driving you down this avoidance path. And that means you also may not realize that your avoidance symptoms could be acting to further entrench the impact of the bullying on your working life and on your personal life. And that's what makes these avoidance symptoms related to PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. What makes them relate is that these avoidance symptoms just stay Most symptoms are reactions to experiences that we all have. And after you have passed through certain experiences, the symptoms might stay for a few weeks, but then they move on and out of your memory. But with avoidance symptoms linked to bullying and long-term bullying and toxic behavior in the workplace, those memories just stay and they're around for much longer, which is why you use avoidance symptoms and why avoidance symptoms can be so damaging to your working life and to your personal life if you take those symptoms home. At Employment Rights Online, we have a personal one-to-one coaching program that supports you to work through toxic and abusive workplace relationships. And we'll say a little bit about that at the end of this mini-series. But if you would like to know more now, or you feel you need support now, you can join our new private Facebook group, which is dedicated to toxic and abusive behaviour at work, where you can ask questions in a private and supportive space. There's also some useful information inside the group that you can access to help you understand what may be happening to you at work. 
You can find the link to the group at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. And that's it for this week. Remember, you can find all our support links at the bottom of these show notes. And also, you can help us by sharing our podcast information with your friends and colleagues so we can reach more people with our advice and support. Until next week, have a great Employment Rights Week. And remember that you don't come to work to be abused. So you owe it to yourself to reach out and get the support you need. Bye for now.